Welcome back inside K-Man Daily. Kyle Cushman here, as always, with Nigel Gavekjian. And we've got a couple of big games to talk about here as we get into the swing of things here in the conference finals. And we'll begin a couple days ago now with the Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning. And wow, that was not the game I was expecting whatsoever. No. Tampa Bay absolutely demolishing, murdering, whatever word you want to describe it. 8-2 versus the New York Islanders in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. And when we were talking about this series, kind of previewing things, we thought that this would be a very close series, a series where Tampa would have to struggle for goals, but might be able to pull it out. You even had the Islanders winning it in seven. And out of the gate at the very least, uh, for the first time in these playoffs, we saw a team uh, completely dismantle the Islanders system, get on the board quickly, uh, and frequently in this one by the score of 8-2. So, Nigel, your thoughts on a fantastic performance from the Lightning in Game 1? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Islanders did everything wrong in this game <laughs> because they let Tampa just get whatever they want in the first period, and they realistically, once they got off to that big lead in the first, it was there's no looking back from there. And, yeah, I mean, not at all how you should have played this game if you're in New York. Obviously, you're not trying to give up eight goals, but that's ultimately what happened. And, um, yeah, why I had so much faith in them was because of that defensive style hockey they play and how well they play it. And I thought they'd be able to shut down Tampa from doing something like this. But I clearly stand here corrected because <laughs> uh, based off game one, they can't slow them down. Um, I'm sure as this series goes on, it won't be 8-2 every game. I'm sure they'll get better defensively. But based off this first game, uh, not a great result. And I mean, when you give up five points to two other players on the other team, that's clearly uh, a sign you're not having a great night at the office. And I mean, on the other side of things, though, Tampa, yeah, you're looking hot as can be right now. Uh, they're like scorching hot, 120 degrees Fahrenheit plus right now. You got Braden Point putting up five points, Kucherov putting up five points, Hedman putting up three, Shattenkirk putting up three. Huge game all around. Pretty much everyone got on the score sheet for them who played meaningful minutes, even Luke Shen. Got an assist. So, yeah, uh, if, if New York wants to get back in this series, obviously they're only down one game, but you can't, you cannot have a game like this again just because this has to be so demoralizing, uh, you know, to give up eight goals, especially for Thomas Grace, for Simeon Vermalov. Both of them just got shelled in that game. They weren't given a lot of help, don't get me wrong, but not a great start for Grace there in goal. Pulled after only nine shots, I believe it was, yep. uh, giving up three goals on nine shots. And then Varlamov comes in and it's not, it is it's you know this the story remains the same so i think yeah for new york this is obviously a confidence uh, killer this kind of game but next game you come out try uh try to play your style of game even though it didn't work here in the first one see what can happen um i'm not sure what other adjustments you really have to make you didn't really get a you know a bounty of power play opportunities or anything maybe try and draw more power play don't let tampa onto the power play that'd be another thing i'd suggest they're pretty good at it uh but yeah, New York really got to reconsider some things before game two. Yeah, where I really want to start with this is the Islanders' goal. Um, and going into things, we thought it would be Grice. It was Grice, uh, based off of that big shutout performance in game seven against the Flyers. He had been pretty solid all playoff long, but we get to this game and he's completely shelled in the first 10 minutes. As you mentioned, three goals on nine shots. Barlamov comes in and he isn't much better, allowing five on 25. So... Uh, when you look at this, the expected goals, of course, Tampa had a lot of high-quality chances, but uh, not eight expected goals worth. Yeah, so no, some I know. questionable goaltending in this one, some questionable defense as well. 
going forward here, you have to imagine that Varlamov starts, but do you really have faith in either goaltender at this point if you're the Islanders? Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's, it's hard to have faith after seeing a game like that. And But you have to remember that Grice and Varlamov have both had massive games so far in these playoffs, and every goalie does have a bad game. They're bound to have bad games. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky hasn't really had a huge one yet in the playoffs that's cost Tampa, but you know, if you're thinking optimi- optimistically, you could be he's due for a bad game at some point. We had our bad game in game one, uh, goaltending wise. I don't know if you're if you're if you're an optimist like myself, that's how you could look at it. But um, obviously, yeah, it is hard to have faith in your goalies after a performance like that. I do agree. Yeah, I think that's the way that the Islanders have to look at it. Uh, I would imagine Varlamov gets the start yeah. uh, coming up tonight, but. Um, disappointing from Grace. He was kind of on a roll there. You were kind of hoping that he would maybe be able to take the reins there. But instead, as we've seen all playoff long for multiple, multiple teams, it's a tandem thing. And it's a good thing that you have two quality goaltenders because you do have the option to go to somebody else here if you're the Islanders on Tampa side of things. My God, what can you say about this team right now? They're firing on all cylinders. As you said, they're on fire. The power play going as well. Three for six in this one. Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov are on another planet right now. So is there is there any slowing down these guys? I mean, yeah. When you look at it like that, it's it's hard to say. But then again, I'm going to say what I've said a couple times now. If any team can slow them down, I do think it is this Islanders team because they know how to neutralize that talent. Uh, if you saw this first game, you wouldn't think that. But you know, <laughs> when I watched that Washington series, they shut down Ovi really for those first couple of games. He didn't really come alive to the back end of that series. And even then, it was too little too late. Uh, TJ Oshie had that one good game and then after that wasn't able to do much like their big stars for Washington in that series weren't able to do that much offensively and I know they're missing Nick Backstrom for most of it but still I think uh, I think they're able to neutralize the stars that's basically what I'm trying to get at so obviously yeah this first game went terribly for them they gave up five points to the two best players on the other team but that being said I think we could see a turnaround where they're able to shut down that Kucherov and point tandem potentially. I I can't guarantee that, but (laughs) (laughs) when I'm looking at the expected goals in this game, it's kind of weird because the chart is actually in the Islanders favor until the third period. I know. Yeah. Kind of crazy to say, but the Islanders had chances throughout this game. They kind of dried up in that third period and then had a flurry there in that late in, in that last minute, but around two expected goals in the first two periods and then just nothing in that third period, uh, in terms of quality chances, really. Uh, it's not that they weren't able to get stuff on Vasilevsky. It's just that Vasilevsky played a good game and the goaltending kind of hung out uh, the Islanders to dry early on in that game and they really didn't have a chance to come back in this one. So write this one off if you're the Islanders. Reset for game two here. Uh, I definitely don't think that this series is over just because of one big game. I I definitely think that the Islanders still have a shot in this series because we did see some uh, some positivity come out of this game. Of course, you've had multiple power play chances. Only scored on the one, though. One for five. You need to do better than that if yeah. you're going to beat the Lightning here. Um, need to shore up that uh, discipline as well. Can't be taking six penalties against the Tampa Bay Lightning as well. They'll make you pay. We've seen that series in series out for the Lightning here. So uh, some positive signs coming out for the Islanders if you really dig into the numbers. But uh, need an overall way better performance in game two here from the goaltender uh, out to the defense and the forwards as well. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they rebound with Barry Trotz on that bench. Uh, you know that he's the best coach in the NHL right now. We've seen it time and time again based off of how his team has played against better, more talented teams. Didn't see that in game one. I'm excited to see how the Islanders rebound in game two. But Tampa Bay, man. 
They are an absolute wagon, and we're starting to see it here uh, once again in these conference finals. But we'll move on to the action from last night, and that was Vegas evening the series up against Dallas at one apiece with a 3 nothing shutout victory for Robin Leonard. A very, very good bounce-back performance from Vegas after a bit of a lackluster game one. We kind of talked about it during our preview after that first game had happened that uh, it wasn't the game one we were expecting, but as the series went along, we thought that both teams would start to settle in and we start to see some of their uh, what we what we would more expect from both teams in the series. And we saw that right away in game two there from the Vegas Golden Knights. A big three-goal second period uh, chases Anton Hudobin from the net. Jake Ottinger comes in for his first NHL action. Doesn't allow anything in that third period, uh, but Dallas wasn't really able to get anything going in this game. Just 24 shots on goal, over two on the power play, allowed six power plays against and in the expected goals had nothing really of quality, just 1.51 expected goals at the end of this game. So coming out of this one, Nigel, your thoughts on Vegas and Dallas? Yeah, I mean, I said last show, I believe, that you know the big thing, the uncertainty for both teams in this one was goaltending, and sure enough, Robin Leonard's able to show up again with his second straight shutout, I believe, now. Yes. Uh, so big, big performance for him. And again, I don't think Anton Kudobin even played that poorly of a game. I think no, he, he was solid. just he he was left out to dry a couple times there, and yeah, this is definitely more of a game that I was expecting out of uh, Vegas. I'm sure you as well. This is the Vegas team we've seen all year so far, and in the bubble so far, uh, a much much better performance. Looked a lot sharper, a lot quicker, better defensively, um, and way generated way more opportunity offensively. Uh, th- this series, I think, is going to be really interesting because we've seen two teams get shut out now so far. So it's, it's really hard to tell where this is going to go. Uh, I, I do think it just keeps coming back to that. The big question mark for both teams being goaltending because could open played a great game. In the first gets a shutout. out. Uh, flurry again, didn't even play that bad of a game in the first, but he gave up the one goal. And that was the, the, uh, the difference maker. And then in this one, yeah, Kadoban doesn't play that bad, gives up three goals, which is respectable against Vegas, but then Leonard doesn't give up any. So that's why Vegas gets the win. I really think goaltending is what's going to win this series. These teams are so evenly matched on the ice. I think it comes down to that. And even then they're very evenly matched based off the performance. We've the fluctuating performances we've seen from uh, the goalies on both sides. So that being said, I think Vegas definitely has an upper hand because I still think they've been the better team in these first two games. I think they honestly were arguably the better team in that first game. Uh, Maybe not. You could argue both sides, but they were definitely the better game in the second, uh, better team in the second game. And I think they will have more confidence going forward. With that being said, I did not think Dallas had any chance of winning game seven against Colorado because I thought the confidence was completely gone and they won that game. So Dallas has proven they can come back from their backs against the wall, uh, you know, losing three st- or four straight games. Oh, sorry, three straight, no, two straight games, <laughs> almost a third. I'm all out of it. But yeah, they've proven they can come back. So, I can't count Dallas out. Dallas out. Wow, I'm all out of it right now. But I, uh, I definitely think Vegas has the upper hand as of right now. Yeah, and when you look at when Anton Hudobin was pulled after that second period, he had he had faced 3.5 expected goals against Rick Bonus after the game. So that if it wasn't for Hudobin, it's probably six nothing anyway. So definitely not Hudobin's fault in this one. Just no. a very lackluster performance from Dallas. Kind of what we saw in that first game from Vegas, where Vegas was just lethargic all game long, wasn't able to get anything going, didn't have a ton of quality chances, and ended up losing that one one nothing. We kind of saw the reverse here, where Vegas uh, has a very strong game in this one, especially in that second period. Dallas isn't able to get anything going on offense, 
and it's a pretty easy victory for Vegas, especially after that second period. So this is be this is shaping up to be a very fascinating series, uh, just based off of these two games where it kind of flipped the script in both games. So I'm very interested to see how this series goes. But if there's one certainty for me, at least, uh, it's that Robin Leonard is now the man in the crease for Vegas. Yeah, and I don't think sure. that you can make any questions about it at this point. Back-to-back shutouts now. He's up to four shutouts here in these playoffs. He's played some very, very good hockey recently. Um, and even though Flurry was good, in that first game, it was that one gaffe early on in that game, the first shot allowing that, yep. that ended up costing them that game. So for me, it's Leonard the rest of the way. But if there's one concern, if I do have with Vegas after this game, it's that they only went one for six on the power play, yeah. had plenty of chances. Uh, as I just mentioned, six power play opportunities to Dallas's just two, dominated on the faceoff dot as well. A very strong game, but only one for six, especially with some of the options that you have on that power play, Vegas's power play since they came into the league has been very, very good, run by Ryan Craig over there, one of the assistant coaches. Uh, you would hope that you're a little bit better on the power play there, but no harm, no foul in this one. You still win this one 3 nothing. A uh, very dominant performance from Vegas going forwards. Now, as we talk about these two series going forwards, uh, what are you kind of looking for as we get to the second and third games of these series? For the Islanders tonight in in that series, the big thing for me is coming out just a lot uh, sharper, I guess is the word. I don't know. They came out really flat in that first game. uh, Very slow. Obviously got out to a disadvantage. I think it was 3-0, right? Or 2-0 early on. Then they scored Uh, a goal. 1-1 and then the gates open after that. Yeah, right. Uh, I forgot about that goal. Uh, Yeah, but obviously not a great start. So I think tonight, if you want to win this game or if I think if you want to win any game, you should try and score early. <laughs> but especially tonight after uh, getting dismantled last game, 8-2, I think the best thing would be to come out fast, come out strong, try and get an early lead. Uh, and then you can play your – when you have a lead, you can play your defensive style. But when you're down, you can't play that defensive style that they love to play. On the other side, for uh, for the Vegas and Dallas series, again, yeah, it's just the goaltending for me. I want to know who's going to be the better goalie in game three because uh, ultimately I think that is who will win this series – We've seen so far that if you can post a shutout in this series, you can win. If you can post a shutout in any game, you can win. But uh, I think for both these goalies, uh, or I assume Robin Leonard and Anton Kudobin, like you said, yeah. for both of them, I think it's uh, it's a really, really big game three. Um, obviously, Leonard has the shutout streak going. He'll be in the better form. But for Kudobin, it's all about bouncing back. Obviously, a great game from him still. But as a team, more so bouncing back. Um, and hopefully, he can get a little more support in front of him. And uh, I, I expect close games in that series all, all throughout um, the next however many it goes. I think there'll be a lot of one-goal, two-goal games. Uh, I don't think it'll be like the 7-1 or 8-2 that we saw in the Tampa-New York series. I think we're going to get a lot of close contested games in this series. Whereas on the other side, I don't know, we could see the floodgates, floodgates open again if uh, New York doesn't come out you know, how they have to play and if they come out slow again and if they're not careful just like that, that Tampa power play can rip you to shreds as we saw last game. So really excited for the next couple of games of both these series, mostly just because, you know, the first games in both series were not exactly how we were expecting them to go, especially in that Tampa New York one. So I'm really excited for that game tonight. Yeah, it's shaping up to be some very interesting game two and game three is coming up. Uh, for me in the Islanders-Tampa series, it's the discipline for me. Uh, yeah. Five power play opportunities for the Islanders, six for the Lightning. If that's how it's going to be called all series long, then Tampa's going to run away with things because they have the far superior power play. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, 50% in this game, they 
were fantastic against the Bruins. They were strong against Columbus as well. So if the Islanders are going to keep taking penalties and if penalties are going to be called in abundance like they were in game one, uh, then look out because I don't think the floodgates are closing anytime soon yeah, if that's no, the case. Yeah. On the other side of things, for me, it's just what team's going to show up because in game one, Dallas showed up, Vegas didn't. In game two, Vegas showed up and Dallas didn't. So uh, is it going to be that same kind of course where one team shows up, the other one doesn't, and it's a dominant performance? Or into that game three, are we going to finally see both teams show up and get that strong, strong game uh, that we were kind of anticipating heading into the series that we haven't got out of these first two games? But that's where my, my mindset's at. That's where yours is at. Just before we wrap up here, there's no reason to do game of the day anymore because it's just picking between two games anymore. Uh, but player of the day, a couple very strong performances in both series. Who's your player of the day pick? I go Braden Point just because yeah. he scored couple disgusting goals or uh, set up a goal. Very, very nice passing. He's a really good player. Can't believe he was a third-round pick. Con Smythe pick. I, it was your Con Smythe pick, but yeah. Can't believe he was a third-round pick. He's looking like he could be or probably the best player out of that draft class, in all honesty, uh, potentially. Is that a hot take? I don't know. I forget what year he was, so let me just 2017, that, I believe. Like, he was Marner's year, right? Um, I think he would have been... a the year before yeah so he was the 2014 draft so that was oh well, i'm draft. way off uh so that's i believe Nylander's draft which means uh yeah he's up that he's probably contending with leon dreisaitl, leon dreisaitl player yeah. of that draft and hey i mean at this point right now it's probably a dead heat uh you've got david pasternak in there as well in the mix um but it's probably between those three guys and you look at them one was taken third <laughs> the other one was taken 25th and the last one was taken yeah. 79th. So um, it's crazy how far uh, scouting has come in these last few years, because if it's today that that draft is going down and it's, uh, we all know everything uh, leading into their draft year. I think that all three players go significantly higher. Um, maybe dry stays around two or three because Reinhardt had a very good draft year as well. And Ekblad uh, was Ekblad of course. Uh, but Braden Point was by far the best player in the WHL that year and was just small. Uh, and then David Pasternak had comparable numbers to William Nylander. It was just he was a Czech guy playing in Sweden in the second tier uh, and went in the late first instead of early first like Nylander did because he got some action in the SHL that season. So uh, kind of funny to look this back on that. draft is hilarious. I'm sorry, but Nick Yeah, it's a, it's a very funny draft. <laughs> Hayden Fleury at seven, like. I Jake mean, Vertanen. just in the top 10, yeah. Sam Reinhardt at two. Michael Del yeah, There's some, there's there's some guys there the Sam NHL. Bennett there. Yeah, yeah that, that top 10 is either very good or very bad. And it's, there's only like a couple in-betweens. Uh, but yeah, the, that, that 2014 draft is pretty funny to look at. But uh, Braden Point is an excellent pick, of course. Uh, I'll go with his yeah. line mate, Nikita Kucherov, for, for player of these Fair last pick. couple of days. Uh, that one goal uh, where it was yeah. that unbelievable like tip pass to to Braden Point where he like flipped his stick over and it like ramped up. That was incredible. Uh, but Braden Point also an excellent pick there. But that's basically going to wrap things up for KMN Daily today. Of course, uh, the, these two series continue on tonight. Uh, we've got the Islanders in Tampa Bay playing game number two at 8 p.m. And then, of course, tomorrow we've got game three between Dallas and Vegas that, of course, going at 8 p.m. as well. We'll be back in a couple days' time to talk about those with you. Until then, we'll see you then. Have a good one.